Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Amen. Photographers, and I know some of you have that as a hobby, have a hard task of trying to find that picture-perfect moment. We look for it with a family photo. We look for it with the kids at school, congregational directory, and other meaningful moments in life. It's to capture the ideal, the optimal, or even that stunning appearance. Of course, behind the perfect picture, you know, is the family strife, kids picking their nose, absent members from worship, and life as it is in a fallen world. We like the choice, especially Americans, to say this picture, not that picture. Such an option is hard to see, let me tell you, at a synodical convention. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, if you're not aware, meets this coming Saturday for its 68th regular convention in Milwaukee. There are always issues, and this time, if you've been paying attention a little bit, the big thing is over our Concordia University system. No small thing. Yes, the devil is always in the details. And while good governance is going to be necessary, it never makes for a perfect picture. When I went in 2010, it still was madness. But here's the thing. The convention theme is far more helpful. You saw it in the Lutheran Witness not too long ago, the magazine cover. We preach Christ crucified. And so this crucified Lord comes telling us today the parable of the wheat and the weeds. No farmer, let me tell you, would take pride over this field described by Jesus. Just as God was the foolish sower with his seed, so God as the sower shows unconditional concern for what he plants. The wheat is important no matter how the weeds corrupt the crop. As before, you know how this goes. Jesus explains the parable only to his disciples, but this time it's away from the crowds in a house. Discouragement and frustration will abound for any that believe the church in this world is to be a perfect picture. Matter of fact, Martin Luther warns in the catechism about church members avoiding the sacrament. The picture is not perfect with life in or outside the church. That person, he says, one of the points, he says, that person should look around to see whether he or she is still in the world. And remember, there will be no lack of sin and trouble. The kingdom of heaven, though, rests on Christ cherishing the wheat. In this, my friends, we have by his word that has come to us. And so there are those who would like to take advantage of today's text. Here's how they would do it. 
They would twist it to justify their case against God's law. They'd say, see, see, they would say, the wheat and the weeds must remain so anything can go at the present time. It's the same abuse against Jesus' words by those you might know more who say those words, the famous words, judge not, lest you be judged. Such thinking against the law, having no place or purpose, is extremely dangerous. It denies parents the right to discipline children when they do not obey their father and mother. It makes governments unstable, being incapable to, to judge the wrongful acts in a society. We can't judge people. It even lets sin run rampant in the visible church without Jesus forgiving repentant sinners. Is the sower to blame for the weeds? Does God willfully promote injustice? What does the parable say? The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. The sower has no room for willful negligence. Shutting our eyes and saying, we built a church, we're Missouri Synod, let's just keep on trucking. Faith our history and our glory or whatever else you want to put in there. It's not the way it works. God planted good seed in this world. We know this. He did it with Adam and Eve, only to find that Cain had killed his brother Abel. The Lord did it with Noah in a flood, only later, after purifying the world by water, to gaze upon people again building the Tower of Babel. John the baptizer cried out against the perfect picture of the Pharisees, saying, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Jesus judged the whole city of God before his sac sacrifice. You hear it during Lent. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stoned those who are sent to it. St. Paul warned Timothy of false sowing of preachers, telling him these men oppose the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. Don't let them speak and preach against them. If willful planting of false seed was permissible, let me tell you, Lutherans, what would be the point of the Reformation? Absolutely nothing. Luther should have said nothing. Just let it go. Wheat and weeds kind of stuff. What's the point? Here's what Luther says. But Christ did not say that weeds were to be sown and produced, but that while people slept, tares were being sown by the enemy. It does not follow that we are to allow the tares to be sown right before our eyes. This is, there is no ignoring evil, no room for cheap grace, and no conformity to an ever-darkening woke culture. The office of the keys is to forgive the repentant, but also to come to bind the unrepentant. 
Even excommunication, we got a voters meeting today, and in the Constitution, it talks about excommunication, but it's never invoked or even mentioned, you know. But it's there, and it's going to remain there, because it's to cut off openly unrepentant sinners from the Christian congregation. What does the parable of the wheat and the weeds address if it's not to be a free-for-all for the devil and the sons of the evil one? So we're just not letting ourselves open to the world and let it just do what it wants. What does it mean then? It's to lift up the heart of those discouraged and frustrated by what they see today. The servants were to not be hasty in having a perfect picture. Their reaction was credible. You heard the reaction. Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? The owner of the field was already aware of the situation, but he did not react in the same startled way. His love was for the wheat sown, no matter the weeds. God's son is fully aware that the devil works behind the scenes, and so as history accounts repeatedly, and there's a famous saying you might have heard, where God builds the church, the devil builds a chapel. The word for weeds in Greek is something kind of important to mention. It's not any old weed like in my garden or out in a field. It's what's called a darnel or a cockle, a kind of weed-like grass which grows right along with the wheat. It's impossible to tell the difference. And so, as some note, the similarity between these two plants is so extensive that in some regions, cockle is referred to as false wheat. That's how close it is. Discouragement and frustration abound when the weeds get the attention and not the wheat. Yes, there are hypocrites in the church. This is the way it has always been. This is why Judas is a prime example. And think about when we say on the night on when Hitch was betrayed, he took bread. And we do that around the Lord's Supper of all places. However, knowledge of his betrayal, remember, didn't come till after the fact of Christ's sacrifice. Even good for Judas. So long as a person is repentant over sin and confesses the faith promised in baptism, there's nothing else to say. St. Paul declares, Therefore let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Jesus warns how dangerous it is to cause one of his little ones to sin. You've heard that several weeks ago. And that includes offensiveness of judgment. We falsely judge when someone votes against us in matters that do not matter to God's word. We falsely judge when someone does not do it the way I want it seen done in the church or in my life. We falsely judge when treating fellow members in the church as the enemy or make untrue claims about them. And so in a sense, we're all hypocrites wanting the perfect picture. The only photogenic shot that I'm aware of comes from Christ crucified. 
and being bound to his word that makes us the wheat. Lopping off a soldier's ear, you remember that? Happened in the garden, in the Gethsemane, and it did not help the justifying work of Jesus at all. And yet a true hypocrite, a true son of the evil one, has no need of the one who forgives sinners. Even if false weeds weigh down what God plants by his gracious word, Christ says it's only for a time. And so St. Paul describes how the wheat does experience the stress at the present. In the epistle reading, you heard that kind of stress. And not only the creation feels stress in a sinful world, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons. However, the baptized have the pure gospel of Christ that delivers forgiveness. His sacrament does rightly come to sustain us in a sinfully weed-infested world. And it's not really, at the present time, getting much better. Now, seeds today are what they call Roundup Ready, if you're a farming world, right? You know it can handle the sprays, and it's such a perfect design, right? Just right down to the deepest levels. You spray the field, and what's left? The crop, and what a production. I mean, this is great stuff, right, for any farmer. But there's no spray against sinners. But we have the promise that the sower knows the wheat will be ready for the harvest. That's what we do have. The final judgment does not rest with anyone but Jesus. He said the Son of Man will send his angels and they'll gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. And so the sower's judgment visibly justifies the wheat by finally removing the weeds from his kingdom. This is why we're still in an old creation filled with sin, death, and the devil. And we must pray, thy kingdom come, that no man but God, the Holy Spirit, would graciously grant us to believe the Holy Word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. It's the only way you can keep pressing forward. This kingdom is here already by word and sacrament, but the perfect picture still hides behind Christ crucified. Wheat appears brown for harvest, right? While the darnel, the cockle, appears black when it's finally ready or done. Wheat is useful for eating. The cockle plant, the darnel, is poisonous. The wheat does not seek justification by its works or will since Jesus has already promised this for your whole life. It is because of his sacrifice, the first fruits of his victory remain to receive from him no matter how much we struggle. As our Lutheran fathers state, we cannot pit our works against the wrath and judgment of God. Only Christ, the mediator, can be pitted against God's wrath and judgment. There are so many things to address and no simple solutions. A synodical convention makes voters' meetings like we have today a walk in the park. And that, in many ways, is a perfect picture compared to the big stuff of sinning. The owner of the field sets before his servants 
not a president, a pope or council to manage it all, to care for the weak, but to preach Christ crucified for comfort. And it's here for you today. The wheat had no worry. Only the, only the servants showed concerns. Christ cares for what he planted no matter how poor, weak, and damaged you look among the weeds. His righteousness from the cross proves the wheat is of the highest value. However, a perfect picture does not exist for all because it has to be believed in the gospel. Jesus says the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. It shines already before life because you are a saint and a sinner as given in baptism. It's the strength preserving us throughout life to hear his voice say, as you heard, I forgive you all your sins. Good for you because of what you felt this past week. It is how we die with peace to a joyful harvest waiting on the last day. You can see why some churches have cemeteries built next to them and the value of what that was. Running efficiently today is not the same as keeping back the evil sowing. Running efficiently today might actually be inviting the weeds. Just as aiming for a perfect field does no good for life together. The kingdom of heaven rests on Christ cherishing you, the wheat, and has come again to us again by his word of grace. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding be with your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus, the good sower of the good seed, to life everlasting. Amen.